Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Heathervale Baptist Church. Um, we just pray that you'll have a wonderful time here. If you're a visitor, we pray that uh, you'd feel uh, the presence of, of God here this morning. Um, I'm Steve, and I'll be leading you through the service. Um, and later on, Mark is going to be, well, Mark's going to be popping up a few times, actually. Uh, but Mark's going to be doing the, the young people's talk and also coming to do our main talk today. So we're looking forward to that. Um, just a reminder to those on Zoom, make sure you're muted. Um, few notices, well, in fact, there's only one notice that I know of, which is that now we're in the summer period. Um, some of you as members will have received the weekly sheet. Uh, there's now just one weekly sheet for the whole of summer. It's emailed out, otherwise I think it's out on the foyer there. So um, that's all I know of. So, right, without further ado. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you that you're here this morning. Lord, just come by your Holy Spirit. Fill this place. Fill us with joy. Help us to give thanks to you, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and let's sing. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For he is good, he is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. His love endures forever. For the life that's been reborn, His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise, sing praise, sing praise. Forever, God is faithful. Forever, God is strong. God is with us forever, forever. From the rising to the setting sun, His love endures forever. By the grace of God, we will carry on. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise, sing praise, sing praise. Forever God is faithful, forever God is strong, forever God is Forever. 
No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't set out, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't set out, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I found leaves the night. Deserve it, still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. bring our praises before our God this morning, the reckless love of God that chases each one of us. For those on Zoom, if you want to unmute, then please do to pray out. Otherwise, if you're in the sanctuary and want to pray out, then please just raise your hand and uh, Tony will be with you with the microphone. Jude will be. Father Jesus, thank you. Some words from First John. The love of God is that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. The commandment we had from the beginning is that we love one another. Let your hearts not be troubled. Whoever knows God knows the spirit of truth and whoever believes in Jesus Christ can overcome this world because the Holy Spirit will live in them. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. 
glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Thank you, Father, for all your goodness to us, for all your love and for all that you do for us. Amen. Lord Jesus, I was just conscious when we were singing about the reckless love of God, how much you sacrificed in Jesus for us. Because when we think about love, Lord, we, we think about our own experience of it, Father, but your experience is so much bigger, Lord. And your reckless love encompassed a desire to help us restore our relationship with you, Lord. And you sacrificed your only son for that. And, and how can we ever thank you enough, Lord? How can we praise you enough for that amazing sacrifice? Because you love us so much, Father. It just blows the mind, Lord. Thank you so much. Amen. Yes, Lord, it is overwhelming that you would come and sacrifice your only son for each one of us. You would send Jesus to be the sacrifice that paid for each, of an, and each one of our sin. Lord, we just thank you that you are an amazing God, one that's loved us from the beginning of time, and that you know each one of us. And so, Father God, we thank you and we praise you. And Lord, as we move on in our service, Lord, we just ask that you would just... Open our eyes and our ears to hear more about you. That's it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to hand over to Mark. Hello. Oh, how are we doing? This is not the last time you'll see me today. Um, so, some of you might know that Martin and I went away a couple of weeks ago to a conference in uh, Sheffield. And um, the conference was called Firestarters, and it's all about growing the church. So there were some really good ideas there, and some, we had some good discussions, some good prayer, some good worship. But one of the ideas that I picked up, I thought I'd share with you this morning. Um, and it's called the Four Chairs, not Four Candles but four chairs. Um, and I'm going to need some help with this, so be prepared to be picked on. Um, so we've got four chairs here. Um, and as you probably know, I'm a Christian, right? Um, just in case you haven't noticed. Uh, and as part of my Christian life, I want to 
um, obey God and I want to do what he tells me to. And I want other people to know the joy that I have. So I go, I talk about it quite a lot. So I talk to my friends and, and um, I don't know what happens when I go and talk to my friends. Sometimes they come and, and they're interested in what I say, Ben. And so they'll come and I might invite them to something and they'll come and sit on this first chair. Now, this first chair is called the come and see chair. And Ben is not yet yeah, Christian, he is, but he's not for the purposes of the So Ben is, has come and he's interested in the things that I've said. And over a period of time, we chat and he comes to church or comes to an alpha or something like that. And he decides that actually he wants what I've got. So he then starts to tell his friends about all the things that he's been talking about and experiencing. So Ben goes off and finds another friend. Leave the, leave the, leave the sign. Leave the sign. And then, am I still on? Oh, yeah. No, 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 you, you need to sit on the come and see chair. And Ben has now given his life to the Lord. So he is on the follow me chair. Okay. And uh, a lot of people think that that's where, a lot of people who get to this chair think that that's where things end. But actually, that's just the start of things because the chair next to it, is the bear fruit chair oh no the fisher of men chair um so ben is still on fire he's given his life to the lord and he loves telling people about uh jesus so off he goes and he gets someone else and and grace actually is really excited and wants to know more about it so she starts telling people as well so off she goes and uh picks someone else Uh, you're on the you're on the come and see chair. Yeah. Grace is now on the follow me chair, and Helen, you're, if you can stand behind, and and Ben is on the Fisher of chair, Fisher of men chair, and this is the discipleship chair. So now um, Ben is going deeper into the Word of God. He's reading and he's learning about the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit is filling him, and and he's really on fire. Grace has given her life to the Lord, and which is amazing. So she just wants to keep telling people about it. And these two are really interested, and they decide to give their lives to the Lord as well. So off they all go and get some more people. <laughs> so Mary, you're on the follow me chair. June's on with this one. Uh, Grace, you're on the Fisher of Men chair. And Helen, you're on, you're on the follow me chair. And you guys are all behind the come and see chair. And Ben is on the bare fruit chair. And we can see all the fruit that have, have been born, Ben. I don't know, what's the word? Grown from one little person telling a friend 
about Jesus and them accepting and then them telling someone and then telling someone. And can't you see how the church grows? And wouldn't it be amazing if this week we all went out and told someone and they all came next Sunday? Or even half of them came next Sunday. Wouldn't church be a really different place? Wouldn't that be amazing? So that is just one of the ways the church can grow. It's called the four chairs. Thank you. You can all sit down now. I'll cheat and come from here. Thank you. So that was fantastic and, and great to, to hear from Mark from what he, he learned as well and, uh, and to be able to share it with us. And it is, it is true. We've, we've seen it so many times in discipleship courses, haven't we? If you tell one person, they'll tell somebody else. And it's just amazing how the church can grow. Anyway, it's now time for the Sparks group and Kresh to go off to their groups. If Kresh can be a little bit quick, you know, just run. run. No, no, they're not. <laughs> And we'll pray for you guys as you go. And can I also have the offering, please? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for our young people. Um, and Lord, as they go out to their groups now, we just ask that you would just be with the leaders who, have, uh, who, are, who are taking them through the program today. Lord, we pray that uh, you would give them wisdom and discernment as they share the word of God. We pray for the young people, Lord, that you would just help grow um, your spirit within them. Lord, help them to come to know you. That's our desire, Lord, that there's more people who are joyful because of, of you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that freely we've received and so freely we give back to you. Lord, we thank you for the money that's been given through, through the plate today, through bank accounts, Lord, and all the different ways that we give. Lord, we thank you that it's used to extend and expand your kingdom here in Newhall and also out into the world. Lord, we pray for our world at this time, Lord, um, knowing all the conflict that's going on, especially in Ukraine. Lord, we pray for peace. Lord, you are the, the Prince of Peace. And yet, Lord, we know that you've said that there'll be wars and rumours of wars. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would just bring about peace at this time. Lord, we want to just see that you are sovereign in this world and that people turn their eyes to you. We pray especially, Lord, for the, um, the parents of that nine-year-old girl in Boston, Lord, who was tragically killed this weekend. Lord, we pray for the the community we pray for the parents lord we know that there's lots of prayers being lifted in boston this morning lord and we just ask that you would just bring comfort lord uh we know that tragic things happen and lord we do pray lord at this time that your your people will bring about peace in that place and so lord we just we just want to praise you and thank you for your goodness and your mercy to each one of us amen So Mark's going to be coming and speaking to us in a moment, but um, first the, the reading which this morning is from John 14, starting at verse 15. 
If you love me, you will obey my, what I command. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him, and he will come to him and make a home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. You heard me say I am going away, and I am coming back to you. If you love me, you will be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not speak with you much longer, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold on me. But the world must learn that I love the Father, that I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's life to each one of us. And Lord, now as Mark, as, uh, Mark comes to speak to us, Lord, would you just pour your spirit upon him? Anoint him now, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Steve. Um, I'm back. Uh, so, this morning... We're looking at loving God and others through the Spirit. So we're continuing to look at the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Um, and because this is a fundamental uh, and to our lives, and it's the first of our church's values, isn't it? To be Spirit-filled. Uh, being Spirit-filled underpins everything that we are as Christians. It empowers all that we do. So, as I say, this morning we're looking at loving God and others through the Spirit, which is, of course, another one of our values, isn't it? So, I just thought we'd start a bit more interaction. Um, we'd start with a quick recap. Does anyone know what our church's purpose statement is? You should all know. Anyone? Any guesses? Did you look that up on the weekly sheet, people? It is helping people to make a journey to know and love Jesus Christ. Okay. And that's underpinned by our four values, isn't it? And uh, can anyone tell me what they are? Because I've already given you two, so that's a bit of a hint. So the first one is spirit-filled. Bible saturated, I heard. Sharing Jesus. 
loving God and others. Well done, Carol. <laughs> Bit plug, quick plug for my wife. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, uh, loving God and others. Um, and today, we're exploring that, loving God and others. But what does that mean in practice? What does it look like? How do we love God and others through the Spirit? Well, I probably don't have all the answers. Um, and I'm sure it will look very different for all of us. But I just thought I'd share some thoughts this morning. And my first thought was that the title, Sharing uh, loving God and others in the spirit seems to be split into two parts, doesn't it? The first one is loving God, and the second one is loving others. And those statements reminded me of something that I've read in the Bible. Anyone got any ideas what that might be? The great commandment. So Jesus when he was asked what the greatest commandments were, said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. All of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So, yes, yeah, so, so loving God and others through the spirit is a, a rewording of the two great commandments. Um, and as Steve was reading, did you notice what was the very first line of the passage in John that we read? Um, John was quoting Jesus and it said, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And surely this is what Jesus is talking about, keeping uh, these first two commandments, the great commandments. Loving God is about obedience. Because we love God, we do what he tells us to, because he first loved us like a father loves a child. Now, those of us who are parents know what that feels like, don't we? We love our children, don't we? We can't help it. We just love them. It doesn't actually really matter what they do. We still love them. It's inherent in us, isn't it? And this is how our Father in heaven loves us. God created us, and so he loves us unconditionally. So where does obedience come in? Now, if you're a Christian already, you've already taken that first step of obedience, haven't you? Um, by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Saviour in your life. And if you haven't done this yet, maybe it's something you'd like to think about this morning. Because God demonstrated his love for us, didn't he? By sending his son Jesus, as we've sung about earlier. Um, we were created to be in a relationship with God. Um, and if we're not in that relationship, we always feel like there's something missing in our lives. And we chase after all sorts of different things to try and fill that gap. There's an aching and a yearning. And we can never fill it until we meet Jesus. 
Because the story is very simple, isn't it? God created the world and it was perfect. We broke the world through our disobedience, but because God loves us, he's fixing it through Jesus. He restores our relationship with him through Jesus at death and resurrection. And to experience that love when you accept Jesus in your life, as we saw from the guys who came up and, and sat on the chairs, is amazing. It's the best feeling in the world, and it warrants a response. And our response is to love God back. When we accept Jesus, he gives us the Holy Spirit, which dwells inside us, as we heard in the reading, and it causes our heart's desire to love God. And that love for God is demonstrated in our obedience to him by obeying his commands. Our obedience in prayer, in meeting together, to worship and for teaching like we are this morning, in reading the Bible, in reading the word, so that the spirit can speak to us through the scriptures, just like he did with the early church. As we read in Acts chapter two, all of them were filled with the spirit they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles all the believers were together and had everything in common they sold property and possessions to anyone who had need every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those that were being saved. You see, without the Holy Spirit in our lives and without faith in Jesus, life's hard. And we cannot love with the love of God. In Galatians 5, verses 4 and 5, it says, for the spirit for through the spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope for in christ jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love so we love god in obedience through faith but that love for God is also expressed in obedience to the second commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself. Loving others through the spirit is manifest in the whole of our lives, the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we interact with people, the way we behave. And I don't know about you, but I often fall into the trap of thinking that this only relates to my interactions with the community to non-christians um, and of course that is a big part of it and we'll have a look about at that a little bit more in uh, a little while but make no mistake loving god or loving others is all to do with how we interact with everyone our Christian brothers and sisters as well. It's how we treat our family within the church in love and harmony. And that's not to say that we'll never have disagreements, because we will. 
won't we? Yeah. Um, but the way we deal with them is key, isn't it? In love, we can discuss things and we can, we can disagree. But the way we speak to one another is the most important thing. But it's not always easy, is it? And I'm sure we all make mistakes, mistakes. I know I do. Um, more often than I care to admit, to be honest with you. Um, and I won't go into detail, but recently I, I had an occasion like this. I, I, um, I was far less than considerate when organising some events, and it caused one of my siblings in the family, not to give any genders away, um, to be upset and hurt. Um, and it wasn't intentional. It was, was a result of a lack of forethought uh, and a lack of courtesy. I rushed headlong forward, trying to organize things without stopping to consider others that it may affect um, and taking the time to talk to them first. It's all sorted now, which is great. Um, and, and it just reminded me a passage of Paul in the Ephesians from a passage Paul wrote to the Ephesians. It says, "I urge you to live your live a worthy a life worthy of the calling that you received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with each other in love, and making every effort to keep the new unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace." So this is a lesson that I'm learning. And we're all on a journey, aren't we? In my enthusiasm, I far too frequently lack patience and gentleness. So I need to be, I need my brothers and sisters in Christ to bear with me in love, to correct me when I get things wrong so that I can love more and grow in my Christ-likeness. But as I said earlier, loving others in the spirit also affects how we live our lives on a day-to-day -day basis. Whether we're at work or shopping or playing sports or socializing, whatever we're doing, we're called to display God's love. And we can do that in practical ways. And as a church, we do some amazing things um, there are loads of things that we do. Coffee Stop, Emerge, Bereavement Cafe, Seniors, Who Let the Dads Out, Rainbows Groups, and, and I've probably missed some out. Kingdom Tots, I didn't say. Yeah. Um, and I know that all of these activities are soaked in prayer and seek to be spirit-led and spirit-filled. And these are great ways that we as a community can display God's love to our community, to our friends and our neighbors. But we're all called as individuals to demonstrate God's love and follow his commands as well. And one of those commands, other than the, the two great commands, love the Lord your God and love your neighbors, is the Great Commission, which I'm sure we've all heard any nodding heads? No nodding heads? Maybe I'll better read it again, just in case. Um, Jesus said, 
all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very ends of the age. So part of loving others is sharing the good news, isn't it? Sharing the hope that we have in Jesus. Because if we really love our community, if we really love our non-Christian friends and family, surely the greatest expression of that love is for them to be saved. Surely the greatest expression of that love is for them to know the joy and the peace and the love that we experience from our Heavenly Father. Because if we don't want that for them, we don't truly love them, do we? So how do we do that? And that's the key, isn't it? I think, as I said earlier, it's going to be different from, for everyone, but it starts with relationships, first of all. So we form relationships just in our everyday lives, maybe serving someone, helping them with the gardening, shopping, whatever we can do to help, babysitting, whatever we can do. And then it's through sharing our stories because we've all got stories to tell, haven't we? We've all got stories of how we came to know Jesus, how we came to experience his love, We've all got stories from the Bible that we can share. Jesus teaching parables are a great way to start. So we can all share stories. But we can't just ram them down people's throats, can we? We've got to be sensitive to the right time to share those stories. And God will, will provide us that. And, and through the Holy Spirit, he will guide us and... Uh, prompt us when those times are right so as we build relationships and we with our friendships and we serve them in practical ways we ask the holy spirit we ask god to open up those opportunities for us to share and when god does open up those opportunities because he will if you ask him to we then have to be obedient and maybe a little bit brave and courageous to respond and share the stories that we have, even if it's a little bit scary. After all, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, when Ben went and got Grace, she could have said, no, I'm just going to stay here. It's not that bad, is it? Yeah? What's the worst thing that can happen? Someone can say, that's really nice and I'm glad that works for you, but it's not for me. It's not actually going to affect your friendship, but you don't know where that will go in the future. You might have just planted a seed and someone else will come along and say something and water that seed and eventually God will, will grow that seed. So you don't know. And that's the worst thing that can happen. But let's turn it around a minute. What's the best thing that could happen? Well, the best thing is that that person immediately gives their life to Christ, isn't it? And that might happen. The Holy Spirit is amazing. But 
it might be that they say, oh, that's interesting. I want to find out more. And they'll come and sit on the come and see step seat. Yeah. So let's be brave. So you might be able to invite them to a church. You might be able to invite them to a group, maybe to Alpha, something like that. But the key here is the Holy Spirit. You see, we need to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. And we need to be constantly filled with the Holy Spirit. Because if we try and do things on our own, and believe me, I've tried, um, it doesn't really work very well. It probably won't bear much fruit. And you know what? It's really hard work. But if we're constantly filled with the Spirit, we'll not be able, and if we're not constantly filled with the Spirit, we won't be able to hear what God is telling us. We won't be able to see the doors that he's opening in front of us, and we won't be able to walk through them. So we definitely need to be filled with the Spirit constantly, because if we're not, our Christian lives will just stagnate and dwindle. And as I was thinking about this, I was uh, reminded of a picture of a boiler. Have you ever looked through the viewing window on a, a, a domestic boiler when the boiler's not on? All you can see is a tiny little flame flickering, isn't it? The gas isn't flowing. But then all of a sudden, the boiler bursts into life and the gas valves open and you can hear a sound like a rushing wind. I've heard that somewhere before in the Bible, haven't I? Um, and through the little window, you can see the flames burning bright and roaring. And if you go to the tap and turn the hot water on, hot water flows, it gushes out from the tap. And it just seemed to me that the gas is like the Holy Spirit empowering us. And the water is like God's love flowing out from us as we're obedient in loving others and sharing the good news. So I'm going to end here. And uh, as we finish, I want to take a bit of a risk because our Christian lives are all about risk, aren't they? They're about risk in, in sharing our faith. It's about being brave and standing up for what we believe in. So if you're able, I'm going to ask you all to stand. And then we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill us afresh. And if you want to receive a flesh outpour fresh outpouring of the Spirit, why don't you just hold your hands out in a like manner to receive, like you'd receive a gift. Now, it might be that you haven't received Jesus into your life yet. And this is an opportunity for you to do so as well. Um, now might be the time. We've got prayer team on hand. So if anyone wants to receive prayer specifically for anything, be more than welcome to come up and uh, stand at the front or sit at the front and someone will come and pray for you. Um, and that can be for any reason. So um, 
Yeah, Steve's going to come and play. And I'm just going to ask you all to stand, if you're able. And we're just going to wait on the Holy Spirit, and we're going to pray for the Holy Spirit to come and fill us. Father God, we thank you for the, the love that you lavish upon us, that unconditional love, that unwarranted love. We do not deserve it, but you love us because you created us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Come and fill us afresh this morning. Come and empower our lives so that we can be obedient to your word and to Jesus in our whole in the whole of our lives come holy spirit we pray and let's just wait now holy spirit come So as we sing our final song, if anyone does want prayer, please just make your way to the front and we'll, we'll love to pray for you. Um, or you can stay in your seat or stay in your place and we'll pray for you there. Um, but let's just uh, sing and commit ourselves to, to Jesus once more. Thanks, Steve. God is here, moving in our hearts. Looking to pour out his love abundantly in us. We are here longing to be changed, breathing to our lives again. Don't let us leave the same. Spirit of God, fire of love, come have your way in us. Your glory and power awakens us now. Lord, have your way in us. You are here. All things new, Jesus, light the fire in us. 
your glory and power awakens us now lord have your way in us these dry bones will still feel like you need prayer or want to receive the Holy Spirit, if you've never received the Holy Spirit, then please just stay in here and somebody will come and pray with you. Otherwise, then please, let's just leave this place as a place of quietness, a place of stillness. The Spirit of God is here this morning. Please join us next door for tea and coffee. But if you can make your way up quietly so that we can continue to leave this as a, as a house of prayer. Spirit of God, fire of love, come have your way with us. Fire of God, come and touch each one of us. Change us, renew us, restore us, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.